I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 91 of the Strategies and Podcast. I'm your boy, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. And as always, guys, please make sure you check us out on the streaming platforms. If you head over to our Instagram and our Twitter, there's a link in our bios on both of those platforms. And that has an all my links link in the URL. And that, that one, yeah, that URL there takes you to all of our streaming links, whether you're Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you'd like to be a visual sort of person, we're on YouTube as well. That's all there. Please like, subscribe, give us a review. That's Strap Season Podcast for Instagram and Strap Season Pod on Twitter. But yeah, man, how you doing, bro? You good? Yeah, I'm good still. I'm good. I'm yeah? Good. Your head's cleared now, yeah? Oh, <laughs> well, I've come. Uh, football's done, but um, boxing's always still here, isn't it? So um, let's get cracking, man. It's been another good week. I feel like we say that every week, but it keep, boxing keeps delivering. And we're always here to talk about it. Um, two cards read to talk about. We'll start over here on these shows as we as we normally do. The big Joshua Boatsy versus Craig Richards card. Um, let's start with the undercard first, because I want to get straight into possibly the fight of the night, and that's the Alan Babich versus. Oh gosh, I've forgotten his name. Um, Adam Bulski. Bulski, Bulska. Oh boy. I want to give him, him justice, isn't it? So let me actually get his name up properly because, yeah, Adam Bulski. Bulski. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Let's, 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 get, let's get straight into this one because, as always with Adam Babich's sort of fights, we knew it was going to be highly entertaining. Um, and this was no different from start to finish rounds one to 10. This was a bridge weight scrap of the ages, to be honest. Um, yeah, man, where, where do I start? We obviously, we know what we're going to get with Babich. Same old, same old. Um, I think, I think after his last performance against the French guy, I, I know, you know, I know you remember who I'm talking about. It wasn't, he wasn't too happy with his performance. I guess he, he faced stiffer, a stiffer test than he anticipated. And we've always talked about Alan Babich's come forward, crowd pleasing, just for a haymaker style, which is amazing to watch. And it makes for a good scrap. But as we said, whenever he faces someone that can actually box or who can actually, is competent in there, that style just might not work. Um, and we've seen that from round one. I mean, in round one, Babich has come forward as the bell is rung. Race forward, started throwing bombs. This guy, straight, this Bowski guy in the back foot straight away. He catches him as Babbage is coming in, you know, towards the back of the head. And we've seen Babbage touch the canvas. I think it was like a minute into the first round, wasn't it, Flores? I think it was like, it was, it was very early doors. It might be like 30 seconds into it. <laughs> it was quick. It wasn't like a heavy knockdown. In terms of that, it was one, obviously, like I said, back of the head that kind of discombobulates your senses a little bit and sort of like a flash sort of knockdown but a knockdown nonetheless. And that told me straight away that this, this Bowski guy, he, he's decent. He can box a little bit. You know, he's going on the back foot. He's able to pick his shots, 
time Babic when he came in. And um, yeah, it just had me thinking, you know, this style that Babic comes with, it is so fun to watch, but it's got so many flaws for it. Like, you, the flaws are crazy. Um, he leaves himself open. He comes forward. He doesn't really work behind a jab, just throws big winging shots. And if you have good footwork and good timing, you can time my man. Obviously, if you have power, you can drop him, um, which is obviously what we saw from this Bowski guy. But that kind of set the tone because obviously I know that we've seen Babbage touch the canvas before and it doesn't really deter him. He still comes with the same sort of game plan that I'm going to come forward and I'm going to turn this into a war of attrition and eventually I'm going to break you down. Um, but I think what made this fight so exciting was this Bowski guy was game as hell as well. And he was happy to trade with Babbage in portions. He was merely on the back foot for the most of the fight, but he was competent enough to be able to box in the back foot, catch Babbage coming in, throwing off, throw off his own shots. So yeah, you can just imagine for those, obviously the, the type of atmosphere that created and the, and the, and the fight, that the kind of fight it was. Um, I, I can't lie, bro, I was impressed by this basket guy. I didn't really know too much about him. I don't know if you did, but um, he, he actually impressed me thoroughly. And I think there were times where I thought to myself, I'm liking his work a lot more than that than Babbage's. Like to me, he's doing the better, cleaner work. He's catching him in, he's got the cleaning shots, the cleaner counter punches. I like seeing that. So to me, I was really enjoying what this basket guy was doing. But at the same time, I knew that Babbage, he's such a tough, tough man. And as I said, with him, it's always a war of attrition. He eventually just breaks you down just because of his activity. And even though to me, Baski was doing the better work, Babich's pressure and constant you know, activity was helping him to win rounds after that first round knockdown. Um, so you was there. I mean, yeah, how, how did you see it playing out? I mean, like from like, yeah, rounds one to the middle rounds. I mean, even though he suffered the early knockdown, do you have Babich winning the, the, you know, the subsequent rounds after that? Um, yeah, like you say, it was a, well, for, for starters, it was a brilliant fight, man. Yeah, sick fight. But that's what you get with Babbage. Um, you expect that. Um, he's one I definitely wanted to tune in as part of the card. Um, the first knockdown, he didn't seem too hurt. I, mm. I don't remember him being. I've, he he should have been. He should have had a knockdown before. I, has he actually touched the canvas before? I think there was one. He should have. But the, the last opponent, the French guy. I, I'm pretty sure he went. He went down there, don't. I don't, I don't think it counted. I oh, think the came it. Up. I think oh was, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm counting that as a knockdown because he should yeah. have been, yeah. I think the ropes kept him up and it weren't counted or something. Uh, mm. So I, I think it's the first time he's had a count, count, yeah, from the ref. But he didn't seem too hurt because he got up straight away. And I think he, he kind of caught off balance because he comes in so wild and aggressive. And especially early on, he has no intention to jab. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he got caught. Yeah. Um, Bosick, I, I weren't too familiar with it. Balsik or Balsik, however you say his name. Balski, yeah. Balski, Balski, yeah. Yeah. Weren't too familiar with him. So while I was watching, I was like, let me check up check up on my man. Yeah. 16 fights, one loss to Masternak, who we know faced Tony Bellew. Yep. So, and he looks like he's an experienced guy. He's not some guy they've picked off the street. Um, yeah. Looks like he's the most experienced fighter um, Babich has been in with. Yeah. And that was on display in terms of the skill. You were seeing someone who could box and move, who was trying to tie Babbage in those exchanges as well. Um, could, could take his power, could take yeah. his power, which was great for 10, for 10 rounds as well. So yeah, um, watching it, it was it was tough to score because Bab, when Babbage pins you down, he had loads. 
even if it does like catch gloves and whatnot, they look they look meaningful. <laughs> they, yeah, they're breaking through guards. He's he doesn't really go to the body, Babbage, but he's going for the head. And anytime you go for the head, and there was a few times he looked like he hurt him. Mm. But um, Bolski was game as well. He was replying. He was responding. So it was tough to score and. When you're watching uh, Babbage fights, I'm not really scoring. I can't lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really scoring. I, I always intend to start scoring, but then it just goes out the window because I think because you're seeing so much activity in front of you, so much unloading in front of your eyes, it just goes a bit out the window. I will say this though, Flores, because it, it was in the it was a highly enjoyable fight, but at the same time, it was also a very messy fight, and I like I think the amount I've, I don't think I've seen so many like huge swings and misses in a fight before until this one in terms of from both fighters. Yeah. Amount of times, yeah, they were just throwing big wide haymakers that were telegraphed and both guys were just ducking under the punches. Especially Babbage. You know what Babbage Babbage was Babbage must have missed so many shots. So from what I'm watching it on my TV, I'm just seeing hella shots being missed, just catching hella air. And Bowski was the same as well because when he tried to unload it was the same thing. So yeah, in terms of like Skill-wise or just quality-wise, it was very, very messy and poor in that regard. Mm. But mad exciting because you've got two men that are very game, happy to swing, you know, just be on swingers from round ones to round nine, which was really good. Yeah. Um, but I did notice something, Flores. Um, like I said, you know, it was very back and forth. With this, but obviously, they're both game, both swinging and whatnot. And I said something about, obviously, Babbage doesn't tend to change game plans. It's the same throughout. Mm. But... I noticed towards the latter round, towards the latter, latter half of the fight, yeah. you're smiling. Babbage <laughs> started boxing a bit more. He started jabbing. He started jabbing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and that's when he started to pull away. Well, I mean, I think he was really up, obviously, on the scorecards and whatnot, but he then started to look, I think, Bolski then really started to struggle, basically, when Babbage actually started going behind the jab and actually setting up his work behind the jab and boxing a little bit. That's when... Borski then started to like really, really break down. And obviously, we've, Babbage has said loads of times that he, he, you know, he can box if he wants to. So I think it was quite nice to see that element from him because obviously up until now, you haven't really seen him box with a jab, have we? So, yeah, no, that, it was good to see that. I think I think it's definitely a case of um, he must have realised that this guy can handle my power. Here. Yeah. And he, he, we've seen his engine before. We've seen he's got an engine... I believe him when he says he can do it for however long, because even though he was working behind a jab, he was still his same march forward, trying to unload, but he was trying to set up with the jab. Even if he weren't a stiff jab, he would use it to touch the gloves, find his range. So he was, he was, he was putting it out there, which is good to see at least. I think that's due to partly fatigue and partly the fact that mostly he was taking his power. Um, and then you can see uh, Borski's tactic almost changed where, He'd st- try to start the round off quick, co- try and coast to survive. And then when he heard the klaxon for the last 10 seconds, he'd, he'd unload. <laughs> he'd unload and try, try to steal the round or try to catch Babbage. Yeah. And he was doing something cheeky where he wouldn't stop throwing until the bell went. <clears throat> he would keep throwing until we heard the bell. Yeah. And I think we saw. Well, yeah, I was going to say that segues us nicely into round nine or the controversy that was round nine. Um, I think at this point, yeah, we're seeing Babich clearly had on the scorecards. You're thinking, okay, yeah, he's starting to break down this guy and Borski was kind of struggling at this point. Um, 
Now, obviously, here the clapper for the bell for the well, the clapper for the ten seconds. Borski's done his usual, you know, late flurry, and obviously, as the bell has gone, he's then caught Babbage with a heavy shot. I think the bell had just gone, so Babbage has kind of turned away, anticipating like obviously the referee whatever does end up and he go back to his corner. And as the refs put his hand out between, like, to sort of get in between them, that's when Borski, I think he would already started throwing the shot, has caught Babbage with this last, this, this like late, this late shot. Um, I think at the time I thought it was on the bell, but I think it was actually it might have just been after. But the damage was was severe because Babbage legs went, didn't know where he was, staggering. He was really, really, really hurt. Um, yeah, man, for you. Do you feel like that was on the bell or just just off? Or was he just a little bit, a bit late? Because it was really tight. I won't lie. It was very, very tight. I thought it was on the bell, to be honest. Maybe just yeah. after the bell. But I think he, he was letting his hands go. So Yeah, I think he was really emotional. Yeah, he was already yeah. emotional. Like, he was throwing a combination. And yeah. he was doing, he was, he's been doing that. Yeah. He's done it the previous round. Yeah. Done it the round before where he unloaded the last 10 seconds and yeah. stopped just after the bell. And the rules say protect yourself at all times, man. Yeah. It's like, you hear the bell. And you just put your hands down. No, you don't do that. He got caught. And I knew the because of how badly he was hurt, the ref is gonna help yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Time or something. Yeah, he was really hurt. I mean, he's yeah, I mean, you can clearly see it. Like he his legs were finished. So obviously the next round's come now, the final round, temper final round. I even thought they were gonna stop it, you know. I can't lie. Really? <laughs> oh, he, wow, looked, he, really? Looked, he looked that bad, like it was yeah, like, he looked Whoa. bad. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if he's gonna make it back to his corner. It was that bad? Well, credit to him for he stayed on his feet, you know. Yeah, he was yeah. Badly hurt though. Yeah, but you can saw at the corner, he used up every single second of a lot of time in the corner. It was another thirty seconds before he had to come back. The referee already said, "All right," as in like final round, and this guy was still on his stool. Like he hadn't, they haven't got the stool out of the way yet. He used every second possible. Obviously, before the start of the tenth round, the referee deducted points. Deducted the point of Borski for the late shot. Um, but obviously you're there thinking, how hurt is my man? Has has he recovered? Uh 10th round comes, you saw Bulski went straight out. <laughs> my man attacked straight away. He unloaded because he knew this is this is his chance. Babbage is weakened, he knows he's down on the scorecards, he's got to lay it all out, and he's come with a, a crazy flurry, and you're thinking, What I'm there thinking, oi, Babbage doesn't look good, you know, he doesn't look great. Like he's looking sluggish. You can still see he's feeling the effects of that shot. What's going to happen? Bro, I was sat there. I was like, grab him up. I just wanted, I was like, Babbage needs to coast this round. He needs to get on his bike and move it like, for the first time ever. Yeah. But, but I think we, it's Babbage. But it's Alan the Savage Babbage. And we, we know this brother. We know what he's on about. And it's a testament to him being a warrior. The Savage, you know, basically calls himself. He wasn't clinching. He was sitting there in the pocket. He was trying to unload his own work. As Borski sort of tired himself out, that's when Babbage started going. <laughs> that's when he, he started going. Stalking him and walking him down. <laughs> and he's still hurt. He's still hurt. Yeah, he's still clearly hurt. I, Flores, I'm, I kid you not, that was one of the most exciting final rounds I've seen this year. Possibly, yeah, one of them. I'm not going to say the most because, I mean, we just the other week we saw Serrano Taylor final round. I'm saying, as a final round goes, incredible. Absolutely incredible. I was applauding on my feet. I was gassed. I thoroughly enjoyed that. They both went out swinging. 
I would say credit to Babbage because he was clearly hurt at the start of the round. He dug deep. He fought back. It then looked like he was going to stop my man. He, he, he caught him with a big shot late on yeah. and Borski looked like he was going. I said, yeah, this guy's a G, man. I, I will always tune to watch this guy because he's so thoroughly entertaining to watch. He really is. I was applauded, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's edge of your seat stuff, standing up, clapping, because that last 10 seconds, they were both unloading. And Babish, like I said, Babish is still hurt, but he's going for him, and I think he hurt my man. He looked like he was going to go down at one point. Mm. Yeah, man. These guys put all on the line for our entertainment. And yeah, it's brilliant to watch. Yeah. Um, obviously, you saw both of them. The respect was there. A quick, obviously, a long embrace after the final bell. Uh, scorecards get read out. It's a Babbage UD, which was fair to me. No controversy there. Um, but hats off to Borski. Obviously, don't know too, didn't know too much about him, but it was a real, real, real valiant effort. And as David Dinamonte said when he sort of announced the, the winner, the Savage Train rolls on. <laughs> I'm going to tune to every Babbage fight. I don't care. Um, and what I always, what I've, what we said on this pod before still stands, obviously, you know. The levels, the 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 the, uh, the more levels he, he sort of goes up, the harder it is for him to use the his normal game plan. As we saw towards the end of this fight, he switched. He started getting you know behind the jab and stuff. And we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see more of that. We're gonna have to if he wants to carry on being successful. But for now, I'm enjoying what he brings to the table now. <laughs> I think we're gonna see. I think he's gonna come out every fight the same way. And then if he'll tap into yeah. those aspects of his game as he fatigues as the rounds go on. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's brilliant to watch. Yeah. Well, whoever he fights, whatever he fights, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's 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 pure entertainment and he's you know on any card shooting to him, he's worth it. Um, but yeah, great, great fight to sort of wear our appetites for the uh for the main event that we were so eagerly anticipating for us. Um Joshua Boatsy, Craig Richards. I wouldn't say it was as good as the, as the Babbage fight, but still really, a really, really, to me, a really, really good fight. Very enjoyable fight. Um, we've seen Joshua Boatsy come away with a, uh, a UD over Craig Richards. But boy, it was a tough fight for, for Boatsy. I think we said last week that this will be Boatsy's toughest test of date. And Craig will give him his hardest, his hardest test. And he definitely did, in my opinion. He definitely did by far. Um, yeah, man. Just, just jump straight in, man. Um, do you want to lead us off on this one? Or do you want me to lead us off? Oh, yeah, let's kick off with the ring walk. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, obviously, Joshua Guarantee come out first. I think even as the A-side, you don't typically see that. But I think yeah, I was going to say, what, what do you make of that? Of Guarantee being the first to come out? I think it was agreed in the contract or something that mm. um, he'll come out. He, he doesn't mind. He'll come out first. Um, mm. His ego isn't that big. It's the stop for a belt. He's not a title holder. Mm. So he said he was happy to, um, I heard. So it, nothing to it. It's a ring walk at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, if people try to use it to play mind games and all that. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think it makes a big difference in, in this situation. But um yeah, it's funny because when he was in the ring and Craig Richards come in, he was he was hooking him down in the ring. Boatsy's he, he got some death stare <laughs> on him, you know. He's got a serious death stare. Staring him, fo- yeah. following him as he's moving around the yep. ring. I was like, yo, relax in your corner, big man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it was funny. I was like, yeah. 
it just set up the fight nice. I was like, yeah, this is this is what we want. This is the energy we need to see because yeah. we we've said before at this point, once he steps in that ring, he's he becomes a killer. Yeah. All that all the niceties go out the window. Yeah. Means business. So yeah. Um and then obviously we get into the fight now. Um both of them well, actually comes up very aggressive. Very aggressive. Um yeah. but obviously still trying to go behind the jab. And we, we said on the episode last week that he needs to control the level of aggression or how over how committed he is to the because mm-hmm. Craig is good, especially with the jab. He's he's the taller, yeah, longer reach. And he was landing his own one-twos and landing his own jabs throughout the throughout the course of the fight, especially early on. Yeah. But they were both catching each other. The jab, it was a battle of the jabs. Yeah. Very it much was. early on. And good battle as well, actually. Yeah. And obviously Boatsy changes levels with his jab as well, goes to the yeah. body. But he was definitely throwing that right hand with intentions. He was trying to land the right hand from the get-go. So it was good to see that little strategic battle of the jabs. Um, what did you make of the, the early rounds or the first round? I think the first round, I actually think Boatsy came out too aggressive for my mm. liking. I actually gave Richards the first round. Me too. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. I, I thought he was... And I had... A, in, like I said, we talked about this... Sometimes Boatsy has a tendency to come out mad aggressive, or not to come out mad aggressive, just to be over aggressive, almost over eager to impose his will and start from with me intentions. And I do like him, you know, obviously trying to impose his will. But like I said, you've got to know what you're dealing with. And Craig, as I said, is very good at timing, very good counter puncher. So to me, that first round, I thought Boatsy was a bit over aggressive. I think he, I think he wanted to make a statement, kind of, you know, just to. Blast my man out of there and just show that oh I'm levels of you know you know what I mean like I think yeah. he wants to make that kind of statement. And listeners, um, go back and listen to the last episode. We said if he does that, Craig is gonna yeah. get onto. And this is why I, I thought Craig had the better. Apart, obviously, towards the end of the I think the final ten seconds. Do you remember in the final ten seconds of the first round, Boatsy was able to get him against the ropes. Yeah, and he started unloading, and the commentator was there getting gas. Oh, Craig's in trouble. Craig's in trouble. And I said, <laughs> but wait. Boatsy missed all those shots. <laughs> Craig Richard, you know, he he was he rolled pretty much most of those punches. So no, no nothing hit cleanly. And hey. the commentators kind of gassed out and said, oh, yeah. and I think they gave Boatsy the round off that. But I said to myself, Craig Richard has landed better shots this round. He's picked off Boatsy nicely when Boatsy's overextended himself. Um, yeah, no, first round to me, Craig. Interesting. Because um, um, I, I haven't watched it back. Mm. But watching it, Craig Richard's hair, he doesn't. He doesn't keep it in a bun kind of thing. He that braids it down, but then the back of his hair is like kind of floppy. Oh, yeah. So anytime these shots were landing and he was rolling with them, yeah. you see his hair bubble. Yeah. See the sweat fly off his hair. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, but I'm thinking he's not even hurt. So he's are these not. shots are these shots the, really the, landed? The commentator said it a couple times during this fight that oh, Craig, Craig is when Bratty will throw like a big flurry, they'll say Craig is hurt. Okay. And so I'll, I'll he wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, yeah, he but. I'm watching him thinking he's not hurt. He's actually rolled with a lot of his shots, or yeah, none of them have landed cleanly. But I guess maybe the loop, maybe like I said, yeah, it looks like he's you know getting caught because obviously the hair's flying back or whatever. But um, yeah, I, second round, Boatsy's. I think Virgil's obviously spoken to him and you know told him to just work behind. <laughs> he loved, I said Virgil, but I actually appreciated Virgil's corner working. Well, well, it looked like it worked anyway. So uh, he was under the microscope today. <laughs> Boatsy's come a bit more settled in that second round to me and looked a bit better. Um, 
And that's when you really saw the battle of the jabs work between both of them. Um, so yeah, um, it was, I think from that, after that first round, it was, it, to be honest, all rounds were super close to me, super, super close rounds. Um, but I was given Boatsy the, 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 I guess the bulk of the rounds to me because of the fact that even though I appreciate what Craig was doing, Boatsy was obviously, as you said, his punches looked like they had a lot more mean intentions. Like he was sitting behind his punches all the way. And Boatsy is a lot more explosive. And a lot of this fight actually was fought on the inside. And Boatsy to me has the better of the inside games between the two. In fact, Boatsy's inside game is actually underrated. It's actually really, really good. He's nasty on the inside. He's, a, he's really good at almost trapping his opponent's arm and then using one his free hand to maneuver around to, to create angles and throw shots. He's really good at doing that. And to me, he was getting the better of the inside game where a lot of what's happening. I think obviously Craig looked more comfortable when fighting that range. But my issue with what Craig was doing throughout this fight was, well, for the early portions, the middle portions was, even though he was able to time Boatsy well and catch him with good shots, good counter shots and stuff and hit him with his jab, it was too infrequent in terms of Boatsy was throwing flurries and combinations a lot. Craig was just doing it off one, two shots. He wasn't following, like, he would, he would catch Bratzi with a good shot, but he wouldn't follow up. It was content to, I don't say admire his work, but it was almost overcautious, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I felt like Craig could have been a lot more positive and a lot more aggressive when he caught Bratzi going fire up with a couple combinations, etc. That's what Bratzi was doing. Bratzi would catch Craig, and it's immediate three or four, four punch combo. And to me, I thought Craig had to be a bit more, a bit more aggressive in that sense. That's why I was sort of given the rounds to Boatsy, just sort of, I guess off the aggressiveness, because they were both landing, they're both catching each other with, with good shots. But yeah, as I said, I wanted Craig to be. To be you can't beat Boatsy just by firing off one or two shots. You yeah. got to be, you got, you got to be doing more. Um, mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Watching it um, defensively, they, they, they're both not fantastic. They both, they, they don't have enough head movement. They both get hit quite easily because their heads are very much stationary. Mm. Uh, they even like dip. Like Bratsy would try to get in on the inside, but the head movement isn't always there to get on the inside. Mm. He wanted to. He was happy to fight on the inside. He he wanted to be on the inside really, mm. and that's what he was trying to do. But then Craig was picking him off with the one twos every now and then, like yeah. land a jab, ran for a one two, and it, he was almost doing the hit and not get hit. But he was getting hit, kind of thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you, you mean. Know where you want to, like, if it's all well and good landing one twos and jabs all night. Yeah. If you're not getting hit, yeah, you can you can win the round. You can win the fight by doing that. Um, it's, if you've got the skill, but defensively, you've got to know when to step back, circle, upper upper body movement, kind of thing to to avoid these fights. Roll with the punches. They're not really doing that unless they're on the ropes or yeah. on the inside. So, um, when they're mid range or at range. They're quite easy to hit the both of them. So defensively, there's a lot to work on. But um, the thing is with Craig, he'll make every round competitive, but does yes. he do enough to win the round? It's, yes, exactly. literally, exactly that. Yeah, literally. He's, he's cold. And this performance was better to me than the Bivol performance. Yeah. You see he's improved. Yeah. Um, but did he do enough? While the rounds were close, while the fight as a whole was close, did he do enough to win every round? To take but, a fight. But was taking these rounds just off the strength of just a bit more activity. That's it, literally. It was, like I said, Craig got some nice shots in there, man. Peach shots, like great counter shots, great, pick, you know, picking them off with the jab and stuff. 
But as I said, one, two shots, pot shots here, it's not going to work um, against someone like Bwati, who is very active. Bwati is, re- is so active. Like, <laughs> he doesn't really let up. He applies pressure on you. And as I said, each punch, each punch sh- uh, thrown with mean intentions. It's, his whole energy is hilarious to me, Bwati, because the amount of times he was, at the end of a, the end of a round, he'll stare down Craig. You remember the first round? <laughs> stare him down. <laughs> They both stared each other down, look at each other. I need we'll a picture of that. I need a picture of that one because I looked cold. So <laughs> they cold. just stood there for like 10 seconds and screened each other. Yeah, no, nah, but is hilarious. Um, but as we mentioned last week, and we said it before about Craig Richards, he seems to tend to come on strongly towards, towards the end of the fight. And to me, if you notice in this fight, what, from what I saw, Craig then started turning it on towards the end, towards the latter rounds that's when he started to you know sort of get going I think it it was a catalyst for it was drama the round eight yeah the, the, which was the best round of the fight um round eight they were both swinging for the hills they both caught each other they both hurt each other and yeah they were both going at it in round eight it was really good I think Craig caught Boatsy first and sort of hurt Boatsy first and as Boatsy, as Craig is then started going for the kill, Boatsy's instinct has kicked in and he's fired back and then caught Craig as well. And then suddenly Craig is now hurt. So Boatsy's trying to pounce. And then they're both just like going at it. It was look, that round eight was I was applauding six, sick round. <laughs> Definitely the round of the fight. Um, and obviously you saw at the end there was a little mini stare down at the end as well off the bellwet because they both hurt each other and they're both going for it. Um, but I think that was sort of the catalyst for Craig to sort of then start to, it's weird that Craig, he sort of, he just, he seems to like, he starts off a bit cold and warms up to fights. But yeah, from round eight onwards, he then really, really was really warmed up. And I think Boatsy, I think there's been question marks about his engine sometimes. He does tend to tire towards the end of the fights. Um, can't remember the fight it was. Was it the, the fight before this? Bolotniks, against, maybe. Might have been Bolotniks, yes, where he, he was really gassed out. He had to, you know, he had to, he had to get his second win back late on for him to finally sort of see that over the line. But um, yeah, Craig then started to come on strong towards the end of the fight to me. And he was doing what I was asking for before. Um, being more active. Not just setting down on one or two punches. Throwing combinations. Applying pressure to Boatsy. He then started to do that. In fact, and it was even portions towards the end of the fight where he was one almost trying to walk down Boatsy, you know, you yeah. know, little by little. So him obviously doing that late on. Obviously, I'm there thinking it's probably too little too late. But it just shows to me, like, obviously, you've warmed up to the adversity. You've warmed up to the, what the level of competition this is right now. And you're at least going to make this these last couple of rounds uncomfortable for Boatsy. Obviously, every round was competitive anyways. But I'm liking this, what you're doing now. It's a shame it's coming so late, but it's the right thing to do. I want to see how Boatsy responds. And credit to Boatsy, he responded well. You know, he even though Craig sort of turned up, he was happy to... I guess meet meet him at the summit and also go back and forth with him, which was good to see. So yeah, for me, the last couple of rounds of this fight, like the, the, the you know the, the latter portion of the fight, was definitely the most enjoyable for me because they were both going for it, and you can see they both wanted it. Yeah, man. Um, the fight was just a brilliant fight. But even you can see Boetti's mentality any time he fought Craig Richards would throw a blow. Yeah. He'd fly immediately with his own. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't even wait for the ref to come in between. He'll he do that. And they're both happy to 
give and take, if that makes sense. They weren't, neither fighter would want to retreat or back down. They're both happy to meet. And if one's unloading, the other one's happy to unload as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a sick fight. Um, I think once that eighth round, Brighty looked really hurt because he, he was almost trying to clinch. And where previously in the fight, where it looks like Richards was hurt, uh, and Boati would unload. He, there was a few times in that fight where he kept Spider with a good shot. Yeah. And I, I don't think he, he gauged whether Spider was badly hurt or not. He just thought, let me pounce because I've got a good shot here. Yeah. And I don't think Craig was really that hurt. He'd ride the shots and get out of it, and then he'd look good on his feet afterwards. So mm. um, I think that would have drained him as the fight went on. So after yeah. round eight, and he looked, he looked a bit more hurt initially. But then he hurt Spider, and Spider kind of backed off. Yeah, and he looks like, oh, <laughs> you know, he's hurt. Like enter this seat stuff once yeah. again. Yeah, and then they come out in round nine. I think he had a good round nine, but I think 10, 11, and twelve, or maybe eleven and twelve. Yeah, eleven and twelve. Buatzi got his well, second win back or started to yeah. dominate again, um, or looks looks stronger in those rounds. I think I gave him eleven and twelve. Mm. Um, so I think eight, nine, and ten Spider gave, and then 11, 12, I yeah. gave to um, Boatsy. So yeah, it was a sick fight, back and forth stuff. Hard, yeah. hard to score it in a sense if you're getting carried if you're getting carried away with the action and not focused. Yeah. Um I thought I thought when it well, I guess when it comes to the scorecard, were you happy with the scorecard? Um one was no, two were were two hundred fifteen, hundred and thirteen. Yeah. And the other one was 117, 111 or something, was it? No, 11, 116 uh, out 16. 111, I think it was. Okay, that's, yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I think I, I gave Bratty the majority of the rounds. Mm. However, it wasn't, I say that not being in that, that Richard was getting washed. He wasn't. Mm. They were uber competitive rounds. All competitive. I just, like I said, I gave Bratsy the majority of them based off the, just a bit more activity compared to Craig. Um, so, yeah, I can't really complain with the scorecards. In fact, I think a hundred and, the 116, 112 one, or 111 or whatever, it, it's not even, that's not even bad. It's because it, they were close rounds to me, but obviously if I'm picking the winner, I'm going to give it to Bratsy, which is why I had him win the bulk of the rounds. So, yeah, I, I didn't really have any complaints on the scorecards. I mean, I, I don't remember. I don't recall seeing many complaints. I don't know if you were, if you if you saw other complaints coming from boxing spheres or anything like that. I, I don't remember seeing complaints to be honest. Um, no, the consensus yeah. was that Bratty um, was winning. Um, yeah, a lot of people felt like Witches needed a knockout going into the latter rounds. Yeah, um, yeah, and once again, it's it's not a case that oh this scorecard was wide or this scorecard doesn't indicate the fight wasn't close. It's just you score it round by round. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you win the round by an inch or a mile. Um, yeah. That round goes to whoever it's wins. It's a 10 night. Regard- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's, that's just how it is. It's yeah. not like, yeah. You can have you a get, close fight. You, you don't get brownie yeah. points for making it a close round. You know what I mean? Like, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's got to be a winner of a round. Mm-hmm. As, you can you have know, a close I, fight. I, I, yeah, it was a really close fight. And like I said, the rounds were super competitive and Craig Richards can hold his head high. But yeah, Bratty did enough to win. And yeah, fair play to him. You know, he did that. And Obviously, he was he was the favourite. Some people saw it as a 50-50, but obviously, I think most, yeah, I mean, and the bookies had Boatsy as, like as a big favourite, I think, and um, yeah, I mean, I think we obviously we had Boatsy as a favourite. Um, so yeah, it is what it is, but um, hats off to both fighters. 
Um, I think I've come away now watching that fight. The first thing I actually thought when I, you know, obviously once the final bell went, scorecards are read out and stuff, and obviously Bryce got a W. The first thing that I, I thought is, this guy's not ready for Bivol. <laughs> this guy's not ready for Petrobiev. He's Obviously, you know, they're talking about, obviously now, I think that was an eliminator, right? So now he's going to be mandatory. This is for the WBA. Um, so is that the one, Biv- does Bivol have that one? Yep, that's yeah, Bivol. that's Bivol's one. Yeah, obviously, Eddie Hearn's saying, you know, they want to get him a title shot, et cetera, so that's next up. It can't happen, man. It really, it, I, I would advise against it. Me. Well, Virgil, Virgil wants to have one more before they go into. Which is smart. I think, in fact, I think they need two more. Minimum. <laughs> you see, well, in fact, I, I won't even go as far as say throws. I won't even go as far as three more. But I, so, so I take yeah, the three. Uh, no, no, it needs to be domestic. You want them to, <laughs> you, you to wait out the, the Russians? <laughs> wait, they'll get old before. Do, 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 you, do you think he's ready? Well, we said this last episode, the last time he fought that he's not ready. Yeah. It was the same. It was the same week where I think maybe Virgil Ortiz or someone fought. Yeah, maybe the week after where we said Virgil Ortiz is ready, but Wetsy, you're not ready mm. after the last fight. Yeah, and I didn't feel like this fight would make him ready. This fight yeah. was would be another learning fight. It's the level. It's the learning he needed. This is his toughest test. But you can't go from even. Craig Richards stepping up for Bivol. We said it was crazy. We said it's nuts. It's, it's not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not ready for Bivol yet. So how's... Yeah. And obviously he, he put on... Uh, he he could be... Well, he stock rose after that Bivol fight and his stock has risen even more. Um, it's which Canelo, is, yeah. 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 Which I question anyway, because same again, <laughs> same again, even though the rounds were competitive, Bivol won down there every round to me. Maybe yeah, like, he did. Yeah. He, could give Richards two or three rounds in my eyes in that fight anyway. Mm. But um, I don't think Boetsy's ready for Bivol. And we've said for time that, look, it, they might never be ready for them, man. <laughs> it might be a case where them, man, are just too good. Like, we need to see a performance like, yeah, you're ready now. And you need to go through the levels to do that. Um, I don't think next is right. I think he can have one more, two more mm-hmm. before let's, facing Bivol. Let's say two more. I think two more, but at this domestic level here. And who would that be against? So the other, so the other, the other ones in in, in discussion, whether it's Yard, Arthur, Callum Johnson, as in someone, because to me, right, the UK domestic light heavy scene is, in terms of the the contenders in this domestic light heavy scene, they're better than most of the other contenders out there in terms of like other world level that you consider, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm happy to keep it in-house in the UK because it's it's a high level competition. Okay. This obviously so this was this was Brightsy's toughest fight to date. And it was okay. a domestic opponent, a high-level domestic opponent. These other guys, Johnson, Yard, Arthur, um, um, Aziz, I think they're also gonna be equally very, very tough fights. So Brightsy fighting two more of these should get him the level as in well, we get him the experience and, you know, help him attain a level that obviously I'm not going to say is as good as the Russians, but it will prepare him better as opposed to him fighting another random European or whatever, or I'm trying to think who, who, who's like heavy, who over there in America, that's light heavy. That's, that's highly Jack? Is Benny Jack still light heavy? Is he light heavy? Wait. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Pascal. 
<laughs> the man there. Don't, don't you dare mention Pascal. Don't you dare. Mention... Did he not fight recently or is he fighting soon? He's fighting soon. Pascal. He's, yeah. he's, back, he's back from the ban, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's fighting soon or he fought recently. Um, Marcus Brown, all them men are Mar- still alive. Okay, yeah. Marcus Brown and Badu Jack are cool. Yeah. I, I, I can say those guys are good. I, mm. I, I, I rate those guys high enough. Um, I don't know who else on the European train, but you know, I'm, I'm just basically trying to say that I think yeah. this level is good enough to prepare you before you go and fight these Russians because the UK, like I said, I rate the, the UK level current domestic. I think we've got a really good crop and they're all good. So yeah, have may, okay, maybe have one more domestic opponent and then the second one can be a Badu Jack or Marcus Brown yeah. before you then finally step in against the Russians. But as of right now, I don't want to hear no talk of Bratsy's next opponent will be for the title. No, no, no. It can't, it can't happen. He's not, he's, he not, he's not ready. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's... It, he'll have to, I don't think he's mandatory yet. So mm. this was an eliminator, but I think it was like an eliminator for interim or something. I don't, yeah. Too many belts, is, it's confusing. But um, yeah. I like what you said. One more domestic one. Um, I'm not sure he's even available. Um Maybe Callum Smith. That's a hell of a tough fight. Callum, or Cal- Yo, Callum Smith again. That's a high level fight. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough. Even that's that a- one, I, I wouldn't even jump into Callum Smith. For, for <laughs> yeah, maybe pick off someone else. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And Aziz, maybe. That Aziz, yeah, he should beat that Aziz. Um, yeah, I'll back him to beat that Aziz. I think he's been, but but I think I think, that's, I think that's a good point. I think that Aziz is really good as well. So yeah, I don't think it's a step up from Richards though. I don't think. Okay, it's, Yard. Um, I. I would like to see that, but once again, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. I don't even think. <laughs> yeah, obviously, happen. I, obviously, I thought um, Arthur. Given that Arthur is now a free agent, Arthur would be a good one. Yeah, that's I a like tough Arthur. one. I think that's a really tough fight. Arthur would be a good one to set up for a yard fight. Um, mm. Use him as a yardstick, almost. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, I, I, I like, but it, I was even thinking about Spider. Spider and Arthur could be a good one. And yeah. Bounce back. So, just to, well, I guess we'll talk about Spider's options in a second. But, um, mm. yeah, I think Boatsy needs two more at, at, at least. At, at least. least. Yeah. Mm. A domestic one. Um, yeah, it's funny. Shaka Peters was local and sitting next to him. And you yeah. See, was, I rate Peters. Peters is really good as well. But yeah. I think Yard, I mean, Boatsy's a level above him at the moment. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, in fact, yeah, there's, there's options out there. Whoever Eddie Hearn could muster for him. I think Virgil wants one more to work on a few things. So maybe a Dallas could be good to, mm. to keep him active, to have him working on a few things. Then moving up to a Marcus Brown, Badu Jack, from whoever. You have a preference between Brown and Jack? Just, just, just wondering. Yeah, no, no preference. Man, yeah, no doesn't preference. matter to you. Okay, cool. Yeah, then you can move up to one of the the Russians. Yeah, because I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to step in with uh, John Pascal because boy, the way it was Fred Haymakers that. <laughs> Yo. Oh my gosh, that, that guy will always make me laugh, man. Pascal's hilarious in press conferences. He's underrated as well. <laughs> very, very funny in press conferences. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, you mentioned it. Spiders' options. Mm. Um, he shouldn't be deterred. Obviously, this is a tough loss because it's against a domestic rival. But yeah, I, you see, I think you saw enough from Spider in that fight to show that he still got. You know, he can still offer a lot. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah, I, I think Spider could have a world title shot again one day. Uh, yeah. I think he's, he's he's good enough. Um, 
he's just got to, yeah, I guess. Boatsy aside, maybe just try and rise to the top again in the in the domestic light heavy scene. Um, I, I'll I would actually like to see Dan Aziz Spider. I think that's a really good fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll be hard. To, I don't know what. I'll tell you, it's probably be hard to make given how the way the zone and sky are beefing these days. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would like to see that if that's possible. Um, yes, yeah, so I think Spider's fine. I think he'd be. I think he'd be calm. I think he stuck Swizzle again. Um, I don't think he stuck mm. drops. Um, this was another fight that he didn't need to take, but he, yeah, he's he's not ducking any smoke. Yeah, he's always willing to take it. Um, I like him v Arthur. Yeah, I think a win. Whoever wins that is immediately back on the scene. Yeah, because given their two good showings against um, Yard and Boatsy, um, I think whoever wins that is right back on the scene. So. Mm. That's the, that's a good fight to make st- straight away if they if they're both on it. Yeah, um, it's interesting because I'm seeing a lot of people now downplaying Boetsy and saying, "Oh yeah, he's hype trained the world. He's he's terrible." To they've been doing this. They've been trying to bring this guy. I don't know why. They're saying hype trained. I think it's because of his association with AJ as well. That by yeah. default, people are trying to bring him down as well, and like, they hate, they don't like him. But um, it's crazy comments. I was like, look, you lot were the same ones who just just said that our oh, Spider Richards gave um, Bivol a tougher test than Canelo. Yeah, <laughs> that our oh, Spider's this and that now after the mm. Bivol fight. Mm. And Bivol and Canelo are elite fighters, you're saying, mm. and he gave an elite fighter a tougher test than another elite fighter. But based on Boatsy's performance against this so-called Oh, fantastic performer. Now, you, now you're saying, oh, Boatsy's washed and, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Eddie's fed us rubbish over the years. This guy isn't good enough. This guy is this and that. I was like, you know, nuts. Haters, man. You were just hyping Spider, saying yeah. he's this and that. And now someone beats him. You're saying, no, nah, that person's washed and finished. Yeah. Spider's improved since the Bivol fight. Yes. And Boatsy's fought a tougher version and, and done and done well. Mm. Maybe one is convincing, but he's done well. So, they're both of them, their stock has risen. I think they both can operate at a world level. It's just whether they beat these two big these Russians, which is the, yeah. the issue. Like there's a little, so, little... Yeah, go on. So, no, I was just going to say, so, obviously, yeah, my man is mandatory, well, not but in the slot, obviously, WBA, before. So, Yard is... Is he is, is Yard Potobiev then? Or is he Joe Smith? I think he's, I don't know, when he gets the winner of Joe Smith, Peterbiev, I think he's okay. Okay. He's, he's on Joe Smith's, but obviously Frank be, Yeah, it might, it might be Joe Aaron Smith. Yeah. Have, I've done a deal, so. Yeah. The winner of that fight, he gets. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair. That's why, what, I was just chilling for that, really. He's not, yeah, he's not going to fight again until. Which is yeah, crazy. Again, with the Kovler thing we said was crazy. This yard, I mean, yeah, this whole not just sit and wait, not be active and wait for the shot again, crazy. I, I, I yeah, I, I disagree with that move as well, but mm. they've done what they've done, fair enough. Um, but yeah, a good move for him was to be fired. Um, what's his name? Um, the other Russian who Joe Smith beat, Vlasov. Uh, yeah, he's he's actually good as well. Um, he's decent, yeah. That's that's a good option for a yard or Buatzi, yeah, while they're waiting. That's yeah. that'll be a good. First step or yeah. second step before fighting <laughs> yeah. one, of, one of these other guys. Um, yeah, true. Activity is key, man. They, these guys can't for sort of For real, man. For real. And you've seen it so many times. He bites people in the arse when they're not active. 
um, a good young fight has to be active, man. It has to be. But yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, big win for Boati, uh, and good showing from both of them. I enjoyed the fight. It was, you know, some high level stuff in there. There was enough spite in there from both of them as well at times. Um, yeah, I look forward to both of their next moves. But um, yeah, Craig Richards isn't done or anything. Like, I still think he's got plenty to offer. And Boati, he can still, he's still learning. He's still, he's still, what, his 14th fight or whatever, you know, he's still fairly young in his boxing career. He's still got time. Um, they can just even run it back. Yeah, they could run it back. Yeah, 100%. Just quickly before we move on to the next one. Um, we happy with uh, Virgil's corner working there? Oh, I, I, I don't know. The question, the question is still out. The jury's still out on Virgil. Yeah. Um, who was Boati chained by before? Um... I don't actually know. It's like the Olympic team still. Um, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it might I, have been. I don't know. Um, the, the, I think um, time will tell with Virgil because, yeah. I, like I said, was it last episode we discussed it or was it off? It, it, it <laughs> was the last episode, yeah. <laughs> last, was, yeah. last episode last, we were up. Yeah, yeah. we need Virgil because... L- the lights are on you. The big lights are on you. He's lucky that you found Andre Ward at nine years old or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a super talent you found. Um, I gave you a lot of credit for Andre's career, but I'm looking around at the other fighters are like, yo. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I hope he does right with Boatsy because actually that's one of our biggest talents. So we want to see him flourish. Yeah. Um, all right, dope. Cool. Um, let's move on to briefly talk about what happened over in America yesterday as well. Your boy Afro was in action. David Benavides against David Lemieux. Now we see why Canelo's so, backing him. <laughs> So last, <laughs> so last episode, yeah. you issued a challenge to mm. Mr. Benavides. You said, if you don't destroy this guy, I'm onto you. Yep. I think it's fair to say he, he heard the challenge flow. He accepted it. And he I think he passed, he passed the flying colors, right? <laughs> that, the whole challenge was set up for him. Like Lemieux. Yeah. We, we, we said Lemieux is a perfect opponent for David Benavides. Yeah. Lemieux is going to be a guy who comes forward and... David Benavides be able to pick him off yeah. nice and easy, right? Offers no head movement, no, yeah. no movement whatsoever, in yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah, Lemieux tried to come in, he tried to do the Tyson thing, you know, try and come in, you know, bob and weave and whatnot, but this is a Lemieux that's, I guess, kind of almost past his sell-by date now. You know, he's been around for a long time. Um, he's not the same in Lemieux as it was. Well, he's never been the same since he lost to Golovkin, but... um of shape. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, Lemieux never looked the best. Yeah, shape. He's, never. He's, fair, he's actually always looked like that. You know, if, well, a, lot, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of people said that. Oh, he looks out of shape. But if you don't, but I'm saying like, if it's you, always if been you, out of, yeah. If you he's Lemieux, at 168 now, it's because he's yeah. at 168 now. He looks a bit yeah. fl- flabby around the edges. Um, yeah, at 160, yeah. He, he looks a bit well, a bit better. But he's never been like the like a chiseled sort of person, if you know what I mean. But um, to be fair, Lemieux, he came through. He was game. That first, yeah. the first round, you know, he was trying to. You saw what his game plan was. Inside, inside, be a big because obviously the mute. I mean, he gives up a lot of height and reach to David Benavides. Mm. So to him, obviously, obviously, he's so obviously logically, he can do his best work when he's on the mute on Benavides' chest, inside, and obviously try. He's trying to bang to the body early on, and just just big hench shots to the body if he could. Um, so yeah, Feb, you know, I appreciate how game he was, but I think as soon as David Benavides decided to unload properly. You saw that where the class was. It's a huge gulf in class between the two fighters. You're literally watching a, a fresh fighter versus a jaded old fighter. And that's what it looked like. That's what you look like seeing. Um, I think the first proper true 
mean intention shots that, that Benavidez started throwing. You saw it caught Lemieux because it was a bit of a firefight in that first round. They were both swinging. They both, you know, both catching each other. But obviously Lemieux, I mean, Benavidez's work was crisper, faster, stronger. And he was able to catch Lemieux flush with a combination. Lemieux's gone down. Like legs, legs all wobbly, legs all that kind of stuff. And then obviously, as soon as he got up, we saw the usual Benavidez. Well, he didn't go down in the first round. He got saved by the belt. Oh, remember? yeah, he got, sorry, yeah. He got saved he got by the belt. He got caught yeah. with a left hook. It was yeah. wobbled, like, done the whole dance. Yeah. And then Benavidez yeah. popped, jumped in him as friend. Yeah, <laughs> so I was say, yeah, so it's, yeah, that's what I meant. It's as soon as he got hurt. When the, and I said before, one thing I like about Benavidez, his best attribute really is his combination punching. Yeah, yeah. He's electric and his shot placement and his speed is beautiful. When, when he's in full flow, he's lovely to watch. So as soon as he saw that my man was hurt, we saw the usual Benavidez. <laughs> he saw throw five left hooks in a row. He went crazy on him. And then obviously, yeah, saved by the bell. I thought, peak. This, this, this fight's done. Like, Lemieux's face all bloodied, bashed up. Um, second round comes. I think Benavidez hit him early again, fast and early. Lemieux's in trouble again. Um, he's, his second round, he's dropped him. He yeah. dropped him in the second round. He basically, he dropped him through the ropes. <laughs> um, but fair play to Lemieux, man. He tough, to be honest, the fight should have been stopped in the second round, if you ask me. But somehow Lemieux was able to survive and he was just, he was fighting on heart. He was fighting on pure heart because he had no legs. He was just, he was just, you know, just for pride as a boxer. He's a warrior, proud guy. He, you know, sort of bit down his gum, gum shield, gritted his teeth and try to, you know, stick it in there. And it became almost like a firefight between both of them. But obviously, naturally, Benavidez is the quality. He's the class apart in there. And I think it's gotten to the third round now where I think the ref, look at the, I think, I think the corner, the corner might have stopped it, but the referee jumped him first, I think. But I think the corner was about to stop it anyway. So, yeah, man, three rounds. I saw she wrote, he destroyed, ben, he destroyed Lemieux as we expected. He did what he had to do, right, Flo? So, for yeah. you, or are you giving that performance out of 10? Um, it's not performance. Well, it's a 10 out of 10. He done what he, he done what he needed to do. Um, mm. he won it convincingly. He did yeah. it. It's what we expected. Mm. Um, that's why I gave the anything less than this would have been appalling. <laughs> yeah, it would have been appalling. <laughs> um he Lemieux was picked for this to happen for him to destroy him to get a yeah. highlight role knockout. He didn't get that because it was stopped, but a highlight performance. Um, is there anything I could take away from this fight that says, oh, he's closer to beating Canelo or I've, I've seen something that makes mm. me think he's progressed? No. Mm. This is what was expected. This isn't, okay, this is a step up. This is a good test. This was just a name on the resume and a tailor-made opponent picks for him. I rate the Benavides. Let me reiterate. Cold fire. Cold. But then the narratives now is, is he ready for Canelo? Where... The narrative should be is how does he compare to these other ones, um, other competitors, the Charlos, yeah. the Caleb Plants, the Andres. That's who we should be looking around, not straight towards Canelo, you, you, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, impressive win, impressive win, cold performance. Does it put me anymore into thinking, oh, yeah, he's improved from the last fight or he's better now? I see progress. The answer is no. Yeah. His resume still, I mean, you can probably still say that Darrell is a better opponent than um, than them than Lemieux. Mm, yeah. um, so it's still up in the air in terms of is he? I mean, he seems to think that he's deserving. 
Um, but yeah, for me, it's still, I want to see you against these other names, not Canelo. Um, obviously, Jim Gray asked him, you know, who do you want next? Charlo, you know, Kayla Plant. Um, yeah, we, we, the usual names. And maybe he said, he's happy, like he said, send, he told them, like, you know, they're ducking me, send me the contract. You know, I'm, he said, he said, these bitches ain't ready. Like, these bitches are scared. That's, that's literally what he said. He said, he's willing to fight anyone. But these are the ones that aren't sending the contracts. They're the ones that are not on it. Um, but for him, whoever they put in front of him, he's looking to knock him down. And he truly believes he's the best 168 pound. He said no one can live with him in his division. He's entitled to think that. But yeah. yeah I, and maybe these lot aren't sending the contract. Maybe these lot aren't on it. I don't know. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that I don't think he deserves, I mean, whether he, think, whether he deserves a Canelo fight or not. I don't think he deserves a Canelo fight at all. Who's um, not on it? <laughs> he's, he's not he's not on it I'm confused half the half these Charlo's PBC um, yeah and, and Plant's PBC, PBC yeah so that's he, why that's why I don't know why it's, it's been so especially the Plant thing Charlo I can allow because Charlo is technically a 160 pounder mm. but the Plant and Benavides fight should have happened time ago I don't get why it's taking so long to make I guess maybe they obviously Plant was to be fair, that whole division was on notice that Canelo was around, so they probably just waited for the Canelo lottery, so they, they scrapped any plans of that. But really and truly, now, Caleb Plant should be should be fighting David Benavides. Or maybe oh, yes. You're gone. PBC's a business. <laughs> That's what PBC, <laughs> you just got to look at it as a, a business. They're not trying to make the best fight the best. Yeah. They're trying to make the most money. P- yeah, just pay-per-views so all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll just raise stars, and they, they use Caleb Plant as a chip to bring Canelo into their platform. Yeah, and it worked. So if they had better Vidas and Caleb Plant take each other out, they've lost one bargaining chip. Yeah, you see, you see, they let me say, you use the term they sold, they fed Caleb Plant to Canelo. Yeah, before he was ready, they built him up, kept kept him at a nice level. He was a champion. Mm-hmm. Used him to get Canelo. Then with the recent offer, I remember they offered better Vidas and Charlo. Yeah, that's two people now they could feed to Canelo to try and bring him over. If Benavides and Charlo took each other out, then they've lost one. So yeah. that's what that's what they do. They're just the business mm. where they just raise raise the people. Errol Spence was put on the list uh, yep. as an offer to yep. Canelo. Look what are they doing? These are three different weight classes that they yeah. try to sell off to. So they're a business. They're going to keep trying to maneuver in the right way, keep it in house, and then <laughs> use set up certain fights that favor that boost certain stars' um, yeah. profile. Best Shame. fight, the best isn't isn't in there. In, in their business model. Yep. Shame. Big, big shame. Um, yeah. Can I, obviously, we know Ben is not going to get Canelo next. Obviously, Canelo's tied to obviously the zone now for the foreseeable future. So, boy, unless they plan on keeping on doing these kind of shows, as in, as in the, you know, the muse of the world, boy, you better go fight Canelo. You, you look better work something out and you better fight each other. Charlie, you better fight each other because... Yeah, Canelo's gone for now. He's not here yet. So, you know, he's got that deal with the zone, couple fight deal or whatever. And he's got a rematch sort out with Bivol now, apparently. So, yeah, um, to keep the fans happy, we're going to have to see these fights. Simple as, really, if you ask me. But, um, yeah, well done to Ben Vizos. Obviously, he did what he had to do. Um, it was nice to see. Um, I hope he needs to stay active. So, I think they talked about maybe fighting him fighting again in November. Um, we'll see who that's against. Probably I won't be games. They probably won't be Caleb Plant because Plant hasn't fought since obviously the Canelo lost. So he's he's, he's going to need to shake off some ring rust, isn't he? So what's he been yeah. doing? 
I don't know, just chilling, <laughs> enjoying the Canelo money. <laughs> oh man, yeah, um, man. I, th- I, I, I think I read that they want to get him in against uh, Caleb Plant in November. Um, David what? Morrell, David Morrell, I know that name. Um, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's high up the ranking, so. Yeah, they, 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 they'll give Caleb an easy fight back um, before, obviously, yeah, he, it won't be like a, it won't, it won't be like a, um, a tough fight for him. Obviously, they, might, just, they might, they might, they might, they might, they'll be more likely to set up the David Benavides Caleb Plant fight now that Caleb Plant's lost. Yeah. That's, that's a fact. But um, I, I don't know what they'll do. If they, keeping um, Benavides active should be key if they want to make him an attractive prospect to yeah. sell, sell to Canelo. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, speaking of PBC, um, we got a fight to preview for next week. Also, another PP- PBC fight: Javante uh, Davis, Roly Ro- uh, Romero. It's finally happening. Obviously, it was meant to happen. Was it last year or was it early this year? It was meant to happen before it was like December. December something. time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Romero got pulled from the card because of certain allegations that were made against him. Um, seems that's all cleared up now because obviously the fight's going ahead. Yeah, best case for that one. Yeah, uh, he's he's happy he did as well because this is this is this is probably good money for him. Um, probably the first time he's fighting on pay per view, right? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of this fight because obviously we've seen the build up between the two. There's a lot of bad blood between the two. Roley's been talking a lot. Um, I think people are sort of even. I'm even seeing people suggesting that you know Roy Lee could give Tank some problems in there. I'm here to say that he won. <laughs> Tank's gonna beat that boy. I'm I'm very sure. To, I think Tank's gonna put the pause on that boy. Tank's gonna knock him out. I think Roy is tailor made for Tank to knock him out because Roy Lee, from what I've seen of, of Roy Lee, he's not the best boxer. In fact, he's not a great boxer at all, really. Um, I'm not to try. Going on him or anything. Yeah, he's, I, don't, he's, I don't. He's not the best boxer. He's he's very crude in there. Comes forward, quite predictable. He's he's got he's got heavy hands. Given that he can bang, he can really punch. But it's one of the ones where you know he he kind of throws heavy shots, leaving himself open. And what as you said before in this pod, one of tanks one of tanks bread and butters is being a counter puncher, being a devastating counter puncher with explosiveness and power. So yeah, I can I can see him coming forward trying to. I think he's naturally bigger than Tank, so he's going to try to impose his will physically, come forward, throw some big shots, and if Tank is on his A game, which I'm hoping he should be, Tank's going to right, you know count you know pick some wonderful count shots and land his own bombs and night night. I think that's what's going to happen with this fight. Um, obviously, with the needle, it makes it for interesting viewing, obviously, and. I do think they generally don't like each other. And obviously, Roddy's talked up a lot. So Tank might come in with serious mean intentions, you know, to punish him. Because Tank, Tank I don't think Tank likes him at all. Um, so yeah, it, it should be, I think it's going to be an explosive fun fight to watch. And it definitely won't go over full 12, I don't think. But yeah, I'm expecting Tank to to to, to get Roddy and get him out of there. I'll be, I'll be so real. Yeah. Um, I expect the same. I expect Tank to win and stop him. I think mm. this is another PBC tailor-made Opponent situation. Yeah. I don't think, think Rory Romero's. If we're talking about being ready for Tank, he's nowhere near ready. Nowhere near. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not ready. Like this is. This is a. 
They used him as a sacrificial lamb. You will see how many fights he had, like 14. <laughs> yeah, like 12 or something. And, and the, the, the caliber of opponents is, isn't great either. Like, he should still be having a few more learning fights before yeah. you. Like, it's crazy that they're feeding, feeding <laughs> PBC did a day. Did a very day. Like, this fight should be like, I mean, if, they, if they wanted to be at least serious, like, let's see some improvements from Rowley in terms of his boxing ability. That's like yeah. two, three years away. <laughs> but um, Rowley does have power. He's very awkward in his fighting style. Yeah. Very awkward. He throws punches from weird angles. I've seen people compare him to my yoga in terms of his fighting yeah. style. Yeah. Um, he's got power. He can bank. He can, yeah. But yeah, and I guess the question is how emotional is Tank going to be in this fight and whatnot and how he deals with that awkwardness I think he deals with it fine. Um, I guess the best role he can hope for is um, impressing and winning a few fans or maybe landing what, a big like, shot. <laughs> a, a la um, Isaac Cruz. A la Shea Mosley landed one shot on Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> oh, and, gosh. Getting their credit for the one shot or two shots. <laughs> like maybe yeah. that's because the clout Shea Mosley got from two shots. <laughs> yeah. Or Mayweather. I mean, to be fair to Shane, Shane was a household name before, obviously, and he's one of the best ever advertising, you know. Shane's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Shane's a Hall of Famer, but um, just in terms of the clout he gets from that. Yeah, that <laughs> shot. They love They love winning that shot as well, yeah. They love saying, oh, yeah, you're the, one of the only people to have hurt Floyd. <laughs> like, yeah. And he, wrote, he loves it too. Yeah. Yeah. He, said, he, he, he says, if I landed a couple more, I would got him 100% got him out of there. That's what he said. I've uh, relaxed, Shane. Come on, man. Uh, this is boxing. Everyone gets hit. But yeah. <laughs> that's the best one you can hope for, I feel. Yeah. Land, land a good shot and you can walk away proud. Uh, yeah. I guess, um, yeah, this is PBC at, at work again. There's there's no way this should be a pay per view fight. There's no way Rowley should be in there. But he, mm. he could talk. Rowley can talk. Um, that, that's, all, yeah. That's why this has happened. Um, yeah. Well, he's talked himself into this ass whooping, so not <laughs> <laughs> the whole Oh, shame. It is a shame what they've done to him, but yeah, it is what it is. And it, the fight probably do well. Tank is doing well on the, on the sort of pay per view sort of charts, I think. So um, I think it's, it's going to go well for him, and it's going to be the usual, you know, Tank is the most devastating fighter in the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and they'll probably ask who he wants to fight next, if he wants to fight these other light lightweights, or etc. And They'll dance around that. They'll, you know, they'll dance around that answer in the press conference or that kind of stuff. You know the usual tank. Um, but it is meant to be his last fight with male promotions, mm. which hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, if that is true, you know, that could be something a really good development for Tank's career going forward in terms of him fighting who we want to see him fight. Um, so I, you know, obviously, we'll wait for full confirmation with that. But um, hopefully, that's what it brings. Hopefully, leaving male promotion means that. How we get to see Tank against these other guys, hopefully, but we will see. Yeah, um, makes sense. He should. We'll see what he says. Hopefully, he makes a decision in a post-fight press conference. And uh, to be fair, let me just say as well: this is boxing. Anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen. Oh yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we've seen we've seen crazy stuff happen before. But anyway, um, I, I think Tank should leave. Um, but he said himself, um, they are. He's not really brought any names to Mayweather promotions that he wants to fight, which I think is crazy. So um, hopefully now he's 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 more on it that, to make these fights, these legacy fights, because that's what they are, legacy fights. And mm. he should go for them and give the fans what they want. Because right now he's only knocking out, uh, what's it called, Latino fighters. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we said it. We said it's time ago. This is what this is what they're almost time. Just just get him fight Latidos. Um, do you think Tank cares about all that stuff? What in terms it? of legacy and being the best and winning belts and whatnot, or do yeah. you think he's he's, he's he's do you think he's more money voted more about the clout and whatnot? I think what it is is that Mayweather promotions. He's beside to them. They've seen him as the golden boy for them. Yeah, and if. Then let be recently said that when we signed him, we promised him a world title within 12 months. Yeah. That was the promise. Right. And they delivered that in 14 months or whatever. So yeah. you can tell that's what he's after. Belts, yeah. titles. And you see him when he's going back and forth on Twitter. He wants to prove that he's the best. He says he's the best. Yeah. That's what these guys are in the sport to be the best. They think they're the best. They want to be the best. No, I hear that. Well, no, I hear that with some fighters, there's some motivations, obviously, when they get in originally. But obviously, some, you know, it could change. Look at Bruno, look at Bruno for example, who obviously would have started off being the I want to be the best, etc. Yeah. And that transition to oh, I'm a star now, making money. I just came up making the most money. I don't really, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's once you start taking losses and your mm. car starts getting pulled. Mm. Um, I just think um, Tank has put his full trust in the fact that he's being promoted by one of the best fighters of all time. Mm. Who's made the most money of all time? So mm. he's just put full trust in him to guide his career, to make him a superstar, to make him the best fighter ever. He just mm. put his full trust because that's someone who's done it before. But the model has completely changed from them those times in the past. And even when you look at Mayweather's route to becoming a pay per view star, yeah, he still had to have those marquee fights against Arturo Gatti, Zan yeah. Judah, yeah. Oscar De La Hoya mm-hmm. before he became a pay per view star. Yeah. Tank is going down the Mike Tyson route where he's just knocking out, not bums, but knocking out food. <laughs> yeah. Knocking out food and he's not a talker like Mayweather is, so it's not that people are paying to watch him lose. They're paying to watch him knock people out. So he's going more down the Tyson route. So yeah. it's two similar, two different paths. Yeah. And these pay-per-views they're slanging us are stepped on. <laughs> yeah, we said it before, I, yeah. Isaac Cruz and he was the first one. Um, um, it was Santa Cruz. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's like it was Santa Cruz a pay-per-view. Well, he fought after Cruz. Barrios, it was Barrios. Barrios, and... yes, Barrios, yes. Pay-per-view, yeah, crazy. Yeah, come on, <laughs> we said it. We, we said it, we were winners, fights were made, we said it then, but yeah. Um, uh, at least Gatti Mayweather was a big deal because Gatti was a superstar. De La Hoya Mayweather, big Super, deal. Yeah. Yeah. At least, yeah. Barrios and Isaac Cruz, you know. Yeah. And now Rolando Romero. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's, actually, it's actually crazy. Um, <laughs> And they'll parade that you know that regular lightweight belt like 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 it's the main thing. <laughs> that's what it's for. It's, it's for the regular lightweight belt. Um, oh, well, yeah, no, that's the one Tank has had for a couple for for, for a while now. I think he defends yeah. that. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, it's a shame that Tank isn't obviously he can only be what he can be, but it's a shame that he's not more of a talker. I guess he, he you know it'd be, it'd be nice if he had that to his to his game. I guess, but he can only be what he is, isn't it? Um, but what, just one day one day I hope we see Tank in with these guys just one day it, you know it, it's, it'd be a shame not to have him there because obviously we see how highly we rate him I remember we always say it's still crazy that we rate Tank so highly out of all these guys despite him not really fighting the opposition that these guys fight yeah you know, we still have him like there you know like there <laughs> yeah up there which is crazy because he hasn't fought with the level that these guys have fought but you, you know like you said we, when you see something you see it but yeah He's probably the prize of the most fights. Tevin Farmer. He kept saying, oh, go get a belt. Go yeah. get a belt. And until Tevin Farmer lost, Lomachenko. That's what he said. Tank. 
with Tank, it's a lot. Of, I just find it's a lot of talking and not enough yeah. action. I, obviously, I cut him from Slack because part of it I know he's Mayweather. Mm. Obviously, when you're saying that you're keeping it in house, we know Wagwan. So I know part of it is Mayweather. So I, I, I don't know how much to attribute to Mayweather and attribute to him. But like I said, it's a lot of back and forth, a lot of talking and not enough action. Yeah. So that's, that's I, I, I'm trying to see action. That's what I want to see from him. That's it. Not one fight every demanded that we've seen. Not one. So yeah, I, that's when I start asking questions. You know, is this really work? So hopefully, obviously, if Mayweather, if it's rumoured that it, it is rumoured that it's the last fight with Mayweather, if I'm still seeing the same pattern with him, that is in, he's not with Mayweather, but he's still talking a good game, but not fighting these guys. Still tweeting. Then, I, then I'm onto him. I have to be. I'm sorry. And he's one. He's one of my favorite fighters in the world. But I've got to be onto him because it's like, what are you really here for? What are you about? Um, but yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Good luck to both fighters. But yeah, as we said, expecting a tank, tank KO. To be honest, um, they really, they, they couldn't have picked the most perfect. They could have. This is about the perfect fight to pick for tank. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Uh but yeah, man. Um, I think that wraps up this week. I don't think I missed anything else. Um, yeah, been another great week of action. Look forward to next week. Once again, I've been, I've been your boy Cam. It's been episode 91 of the Track Season Podcast. It flows. And make sure you keep rocking on with us. Peace.